Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Marco. Sean. So before I press the red button, I always ask you, are you ready? I'm ready. You I'm already yes. there. Say yes, and then I press the red button. This time, I'm going <laughs> to ask you again, are you ready? <laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm the already button, there. Right. I yeah, am already. super ready, super, super pumped, um, already there in my head. And by there, I mean London. I'm so excited. That's right. That's right. I, I already said that on our first episode. I'm going to say it again, and then I'm going to say it again and again and again. <laughs> Every time that we do one of our chats on the road or chats on the cloud, I don't know how we decided to call this one yet, but it's uh, whatever we talk about as we get closer chats on the water. to chats on the water. Oh yeah, we were talking about floating and and, uh, right. and swimming too. Swimming. The UK, which, which I kind of I, I cut that across that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll, we'll we'll survive that trip. But uh, <laughs> the, re the reason I ask about readiness, and, and I know you, and I know how we operate, and I can confirm and I, I see how you're for those watching I, I can see that you're confident in your readiness to uh, to have this conversation um, that's not always the case for one or the other of us and and because of life because of uh, the topic because of uh, surrounding elements we're not always ready and I, I think it's an interesting point especially when we're talking about cybersecurity and this is in in connection to InfoSecurity Europe in London uh, coming up here in June. And uh, there, there's a speaker, Ian Hill, who's joining us. Thanks for thanks for being part of the scene. Thank you very much. And you're, you're doing a, a quick presentation on the, the topic of readiness and then having a, a panel discussion to dig deeper into that with some folks. And I, I found it interesting that we talk about being ready, right? I think we all, and the reason I asked Marco that question, I, th I think we think we're ready. And when asked, we say we're ready, but are we really ready? <laughs> and, and when it's really important, I mean, a conversation like this, yes, this is an important conversation. But when we're talking about protecting critical infrastructure or healthcare systems or financial institutions, uh, being ready is pretty important, right? And it's not, I presume, not just a feeling, though the feeling... I'm sure has a role to play. So um, I'm excited to, to get into this with you. And uh, we're not going to give anything away from your session. We want people to join you there in, in London uh, to, to partake and engage. Uh, before we do that, though, Ian, a few words from you about who you are, your current role, and and why this topic at InfoSecurity. Okay. Well, thank you very much. So my name is Ian Hill. Um, my current role is uh, Director of Information and Cybersecurity at Up Corporation. We are a big regional broadband provider, provide fiber to the home in the East Anglia and Lincolnshire areas of the United Kingdom. I've been in InfoSec for some 25 years plus, um, senior roles, uh, both in global companies and local companies. And my role here at um, Up, we're pretty much a startup moving towards scale up. Um, so uh, for me, it's, it's 
quite a refreshing job because uh, I'm able to build the cybersecurity uh, posture pretty much from the ground up. I'm not inheriting any legacy. So um, I was really excited about this role because, you know, it, um, it gives me the opportunity to sort of start from base with my ideas and strategy uh, to develop. I mean, it's only a small company. It's only got 170 employees, um, but it's expanding very rapidly uh, to be a premier fiber to the home broadband provider in, in the east of England. So clearly in your role, um, you you have to be ready. Right? <laughs> but you also have to... Uh, help your team be ready and you also have to present uh, that readiness to your executive staff and and perhaps even the board uh, that you're ready for what might come right yeah i think it's interesting because when i was talking about this particular subject um it's it's really about um uh, the the, i was going to start with asking a question um, and this is a, you, you'll, you'll see where I'm going with all this. I was going to ask the question, or put a statement on, on the screen, uh, and, and I think it's quite relevant for, for, for pre-discussion, is that uh, compliance doesn't give you good security, but good security will give you compliance. Discuss. <laughs> and basically, you know, I, I'd like to talk about that because when you, you talk about readiness and, and you talk about building a cyber strategy, there's often um, different schools of, or different views of coming at it. And in my experience, uh, small and large companies, I've often found that the technical operational side of cybersecurity can often uh, bang heads, if you like, with the GRC, the compliance side, because they see things from an ISO 27001 perspective. They don't necessarily see it from uh, the the cybersecurity perspective. I'm not saying you know compliant. You definitely need to have compliance and GRC and risk management, all that sort of stuff. But what where I want to discuss and, 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 and get some interesting ideas and views is you shouldn't have compliance driving your cybersecurity strategy. Does so that sort of make sense? Because you could end up going down the wrong <laughs> down the wrong well, road. Not only makes sense, but it makes you think because, you know, Sean went, I mean, I went to, I'm ready to go to InfoSecure Europe. I'm ready to have this conversation. And he went kind of pretty philosophical there because you can, uh, you can just state that you're never ready until you decide what is that makes you ready, right? It's kind of like an ideal is as you get closer to that ideal from a philosophical perspective, you, the ideal get away from you. So the readiness with especially the change of technology and cybersecurity, uh, you know, it, it's never there. But you need compliance, in my opinion, or rules or anyway, a set of checks that says, well, ideally, philosophically, we're never going to be ready, but are we ready enough now? So who, who makes that decision? Well, I think, you know, I think they need to go hand in hand. So in a mature company, you need the, the cybersecurity, the, the, the technical and the operational and the strategic side of, 
implementing all the controls and what have you, they need to sort of align and work together with compliance. Um, but where uh, I, I like to sort of, sort of put it in a particular way, you get some companies that say, for example, right, we, we're going we're gonna to get ISO 27001. That, that's going to look good on our, our letterheads and that's going to look good for our sales and stuff like that. So, right, here's ISO 27001. What do we need to do? We need to do that. We need to do that. We need to do that. Whereas on the other side of the fence, you're saying we've got a good security posture. We've used SABSA and things like that. Right, let's do 27001. Here's 20,001. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Do you get the idea? Um, and that's that's the sort of trying to trying to balance it up. Yeah, you, you just can't rely just on that. That's that's the message. Don't just check no. the the list. Exactly, and and that's the question I have for you. And I don't know if you have a chance to um, to connect with your peers throughout uh, the UK and uh, in in Europe and in the US. I find and. It, maybe I'm just not having the, the conversations with the people in the U S that, that talk about ISO 27,001, but I seem to hear it much more uh, as a talking point in Europe and in the UK. Do, do you find that's true? And if so, why do you think that? Um, I, I think there's a number of reasons. So, um, so, one particular reason is that a lot of um, public body contracts now dictate the ISO, that the company that is providing the services is ISO 27001 uh, certified. So, you know, if you, if you want to do business for a lot of public bodies here in the UK, they dictate that. Um, but also, um, I think it's all, it is also generally more popular as well, because um, in the UK, we also have a sort of... Uh, sort of entry level certification called cyber essentials uh, and also it's a, it's a little sister or bigger sister rather cyber essentials plus and they are a stepping stone to 27001 because when the ncsc put together uh, cyber essentials as a standard it was very much take a lot of that was taken from iso 27001 of course look at the history iso 27001 was an old british standard bs7799 so it's been around a lot longer here in England as a British standard, was then adopted by the International Standards Organization as 27,001. So yeah, there's a couple of things really, history and also that it's very much seen in the UK as uh, evidence that, that you're managing information security properly. Yeah, and I, I wanted to, to follow up on that with uh, one of the points in in the panel, I believe it is, uh, some of the talking points, is the, this idea of responsibility, discipline, and flexibility. And I, I think Marco kind of touched on this a little bit where you kind of need to know where you're going to go. And I kind of touched on it, the, the path to get there. Um, but then in reality, the, the path often changes, right? Uh, Threats change, the technology change. Another point you make is clouds and networks and APIs and app, all these things, business requirements, they all change how you tackle that path and how you follow that path and remain flexible along the way. So any thoughts on that point? 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. And again, just just on the standards and things, you know, when you if you follow standards, the threat landscape is changing all the time. Uh, it's far faster than the standards can change. When you look at things like PCI DSS and two thousand and one, they sort of change every five or six years. And a lot can happen in five or six years in our industry and you, uh, as well. But absolutely, um, you know. When you're developing a cybersecurity posture and team, you have to be agile. Um, and one of the things that I found, certainly in the last few companies, um, where you've traditionally had a very, a very sort of siloed, closed shop cybersecurity strategy and team. You know the, the cyber team there those guys those living in the black room and you they, they send out diktats and you mustn't you know you have to do what they say uh, and things like that and it's very to a certain extent that old school um dark art cyber silo mentality uh is being broken down and we're finding that you're having a much more federated capability and one of the things i like to do in the, in the business i've been involved with and certainly the one we're doing at the moment we're having a small cyber team and a much more federated cyber capability amongst the subject matter experts and the technical teams and that across the business. So you've got your network guys and, and your IT guys and things like that. Um, and, and transfer responsibility and ownership for the security in their areas, but obviously federated. So you still got the cyber team and the CISO still managing and keeping track of it. But, you know, by, by, transferring ownership and responsibility you you sort of get a much bigger uh, um, if you like um, cyber team by proxy um, and I found and you have to have that because you know the technology we're working with now is very complex and the subject matter experts in those areas know their technologies and if you encourage them to know understand the security of those technologies and have ownership of that, you're going to be in a much better position than having some sort of dark art siloed cyber team you know, who think they know everything. Um, does that make sense? And I think it's part of the adaptation and the more agile development of, of the cyber world. Yeah, and yeah, well, definitely, I'm definitely speaks to the, the responsibility as well. Right? Yeah. If, if you share that responsibility, then, then strength in numbers comes, comes into play. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said world because <laughs> we were talking before we started recording on how excited we are to go in such a great event and how a lot of people come there, not only from Europe and from, from a lot of different parts of the world. We're going to come from the U.S. We know a lot of companies are going to be there, huge uh, exhibit, uh, exhibitor directory and hall in the new Excel place. So standards... <laughs> can be something for you and standards can be something else when you come from another country where you had different regulation. So the big question is in a, in a world, as you said, the, you know, the world where we all need to work together. There are no boundaries in cybersecurity. Unfortunately, we, we learn that every day. Yeah. That flexibility that you're talking about, it will come together. It has to come together when you work internationally with others. So yeah. with that in mind, your perspective on it, and also what do you expect to be kind of like the 
the theme and the conversations that are going to happen this year, maybe on the floor there during the event? Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's going to be because, as Jack rightly say, you know, um, Infosecurity Europe is an international event. Uh, particularly, uh, um, you get sort of a lot of visitors from Europe, uh, and having worked for a, a, a global company that was based out of Europe, I have um, you know experience of how um, attitude to cybersecurity, cultural um, differences, um, and in differences interpretation of, of stands and things causes challenges, you know. So, uh, just 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 a, a classic example. I remember trying to implement uh, some new technology across a global company, and we had all sorts of challenges with um, in Germany because they have some of the tightest privacy laws and things like that, quite a bit different, even though you know, they, they adopt GDPR like everybody, like all the rest of Europe, but they have their own sort of uh, German state laws, which are very, very tight. So um, it, it, it does, when you're trying to develop uh, a cybersecurity strategy in a global company, it does give you challenges like that. But again, you know, you have to sort of compensate for those challenges and where, necessary you have to create a certain level of uh, if you like um, commonality for the general security strategy but certain level of segregation where there are uh, elements within a certain country or, or standards or a culture or something like that, that that need to be different and so you know again you're striking the balance ultimately what you're trying to do is protect the business um, um, so you still have that common base and, uh, and, and common goal but achieving that goal within different countries you have to sort of uh, walk the minefield of the local uh, laws and, and, and cultural things so it, it is what it is um you know the, the these challenges exist but you're absolutely right marco we live in a global world the enemy is out there and we are you know everybody i've work with particularly international companies understand that they understand that you know the enemy's out there and that you know we need to work together <clears throat> i think you know more and more cooperation globally it, it is going to have to happen i think this, this gets much more into more philosophical areas about you know cooperation and sharing of information um and i think you know as time goes on we we're going to be forced down that road that we have to share more and collaborate more. Um, just the nature of the threat landscape, the emerging threat landscape. Yeah, and I have to say as a, as a comment on this, that again, events like this, other important event in the industry, are offering this platform for everybody, for people from different parts of the world to really have conversation that maybe are not as structured that it could be when you are talking business from one company to another or a government level, but, you know, openly share and maybe get ideas while you are interacting one another, listening to talk and presentation like the one that you have and like the many others, Sean, there's a lot of great uh, talk and topics coming from, from this year event. There are certainly. And then I want to give, uh, Ian, I want to give you a chance to kind of describe that the two part session that you have going, but I, what uh, what I like about the the second part, where it's a, a group discussion, if you will, uh, is you have 
a fellow uh, industry person uh, from another telco joining you, right? So perhaps a competitor in the market, but uh, a cohort in in fighting uh, fighting the bad actors, and and having having good discussion on this. Uh, I love that there's a professor from University of Nottingham, and also somebody from from uh, compliance. So it's not just protecting the systems, but uh, you mentioned enemy earlier, Ian. Uh, sometimes the enemy is ourselves in, in our business and, and the way we de- define and develop our processes uh, and the way we use the information we collect, uh, most, most specifically the, uh, the customer information. So tell us a little bit about the, the format of, of your, your, your first slide and, and, the, and the thought-provoking uh, conversation you have there and then the, the, the follow-up conversation with this group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, just like a 10-minute presentation to start with and really just discuss, um, as I say, you know, the security doesn't give you good supply, um, compliance doesn't give you good security, but security gives you good compliance. Um, and start with that and then just just uh, start uh, with a few slides and really sort of going down and explaining the, the uh, going down that route and explaining the sort of two sides of the argument and where I want to do, the intention is to, if you like, put both sides of the argument, um, compliance-led or not, um, ten, ten slides or so, give some examples. But what I want to do is, is really sort of incite discussion, and I want to get people talking because I think ultimately the aim is to to find the common ground in the middle to say, you know, yeah, we need both, but how do we get both to work together in harmony for the good of protecting the business? So I think then when we go into the discussion and the panel side of things, is it's you know we've got a compliance person, professor, and I'm, uh, uh, I'm some, from a technical background. So really, and obviously it's audience engagement as well. That's the whole purpose of this. It's not just about you know four people sitting on stage talking. It's it's the whole idea of this at InfoSec and this new way of, of presenting is, is getting the audience to, to be part of the discussion, getting involvement. And I think that's um, very positive because ultimately, you know, I want to find out, and I'd like to understand some of the audience points of view. You know, they're all professionals. You know, the people that attend InfoSec, you know, are, are all professionals. So it'd be interesting to, to draw on their experiences and they're understanding how they do things and have a proper like round table discussion on it. Um, ultimately to find out where is the common ground. Yeah, and I, I think the, the the cool thing, and, and Marco and I were there a few years back uh, before we, we couldn't be there <laughs> for a couple of years. And we found the event to be just that very, very open and collaborative and and engaging to where people from everywhere can have conversations and and uh, agree to disagree and find those those ways for forward to uh, to that common ground as you described. And so I, I want to say that you, so your sessions, Ian, are on Wednesday on the keynote stage, if I'm not mistaken, Wednesday yeah. the 21st of June. Right. Uh, so that's the, the second day in uh, keynote in the morning there. And uh, yeah, the Wednesday's the best day. That's right. The best day. Yeah, you're, you're not biased. That's right. 
No, it's gonna it's gonna be really good, and I'm I'm excited to uh, to to see that and hear hear some of the engagement from the audience and and the panel, and it's one of many topics with uh, amazing speakers. We're we're actually gonna speak to uh, some of the other keynotes as well, like Kara Kellen Rosari, um, and look at the the, the state of infosec in, uh, in UK and Europe, and and from that perspective. And I don't know, Marco, we have like 20, <laughs> 20 folks we're, we're looking to line up. Uh, yeah. And, and also, it's not just about cybersecurity. I mean, we, we were talking with, uh, with the organizer on our first conversation, which I invite everybody to listen to because you get a more general overview of what's, uh, what's going on. There is one of the headline speakers, Michael Johnson. So if we can catch him, and I'm making a joke here because it runs, or at least it used to run really fast. It'll be a lot of fun to 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 be able to talk to him. So I'm hoping he will be here on the show as well. So uh, yeah, a lot's going on, and uh, and we're gonna be there. We're gonna be here before having another conversation, and then on the floor. And uh, yeah, the 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 excitement is real. I'm, uh, <laughs> I hope we can transmit it to everybody. To stay tuned. A lot and of, follow a lot of tech, a lot of innovation, a lot of people, a lot of conversations. And, uh, yep, excited to be part of it. And, I was gonna uh, say, one of the reasons, uh, you know, what we look at the reason, why, why do people attend InverSec? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the conversations I've had, a lot of the time, they have problems. You know, these are InverSec professionals. We've got problems. Where, so InverSec is a big collaboration uh, and collection of vendors and professionals and things like that. And, and I often find that those people attending Inversec are looking for answers. You know, they want to talk to people. They want to see the vendors, you know, they've got problems and, and they're looking for the answers. And I think Inversec is a great uh, sort of collection uh, coming together where people can find answers. Yeah, that's a real strength of it. Yep, and I think Ian, uh, people like you, and I want to thank you for for your contributions to the event because it's it's people like you and, and your fellow panelists that uh, get folks to think about the question: Do they even have a problem? <laughs> Do they know they have a problem in the first place? Because uh, if if you're only seeking answers to what you think you have, this kind of goes back to the beginning: w What are you ready for? Right? Yeah. If you're ready to the for the things you know you have to deal with, you might be ready. But if you don't know about the unknown, uh, you might not be as ready as you think. Uh, I think so. And I think um, one of the one of the topics I'm pretty certain will come out uh, a lot will be that AI. Um, oh yeah. You know, this you know, obviously with all the GPT four and stuff like that. I, I see a lot of chatter in the in the uh, the news feeds and forums that I'm. Everyone's suddenly talking about AI, and I think AI will be a big topic of discussion at Infosec Europe this year. Yeah. I'm surprised we went 26 minutes without mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm betting my money on on the chat GPT and AI uh, buzzword. Uh, yeah, my money are on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, lot, so many thoughts on that. Well, we, we don't have time to get into <laughs> No, no, we don't have time now. We, we, That's why. We have, we'll talk we, about we it have, later. We can have a pint or something, Ian, when, uh, when we're, <laughs> we're there in London and get into it. Um, well, listen, uh, excited for the event. Thrilled to, to have you on the show, Ian. 
excited to hear uh, hear your session on Wednesday there, the best day of the event, evidently. And uh, for those listening, there'll be links to the event, links to Ian's profile, and connect with him there, uh, his sessions, of course. And uh, we invite you all to stay tuned. Many more conversations coming here from InfoSecurity Europe in London 2023. And uh, if you're there in London, hope to, hope to see you there. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24.